Good evening. Today is Monday, March 7th, and we're studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's step is step 10, and our speaker tonight is Rachel Kay. Thank you, Rachel. Go ahead. Hi, thank you. Hi, I'm Rachel Kay, recovered compulsive overeater. Oh my gosh, this meeting is coming at the best time ever, which in my old life would be the worst time ever because um, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it, but um, I just want to say welcome to any of you who are new or returning or struggling. Um, please, my, my phone number is... Um, uh, by my picture, there's no time zone because I'm timeless right now. I'm in the process of moving. And so my time zone is actually going to change tomorrow. Um, uh, when Amy L asked me to uh, speak, she said that she had remembered something that I had said on a meeting about um, being on camera and letting go of vanity. And like, not only am I letting go of vanity today, because I was at least going to put on like lipstick or something today, but I, like I say, I'm in the process of moving and I don't have my setup with the Zoom camera sort of elevated and nice the way I like it. But I don't, I don't care because you guys are my people and you're my family. And this is me, you know, this is me with all, with a box behind me. And um, yeah, so um Let's see, I, I wanna give you a little bit of my story, but I want to um, concentrate on step 10 because it's only through step 10 and continuing to, to practice these steps every day that I'm even able to be here, to be with you. Um, you know, some of you I've seen, you know, more recently than others and to be moving, to be in the place where I am now. So I came into program in 1985 when I was 15 years old uh, because I had read uh, a, a column in Ann Landers that said, if you do with food what the alcoholic does with alcohol or the drug addict does with drugs, then we might, you know, this program might help you. And even at 15 years old, I knew that that I belonged when I went to my first meeting. Um, I am a low bottom compulsive overeater. I'm not a grazer or a you know sort of second helping at you know at certain times. I am a and there and if you you know don't relate to having a low low bottom, that's fine. Um, you know, stay. There's lots of people who you'll hear your story. Um, but I am a like, shut the blinds, don't answer the phone, um, break up with a boyfriend because I knew that, uh, you know, I just, it wasn't fair to him because I was with the food all the time. Uh, I friends lost friendships because people stop making plans with you when either you don't answer the phone or you make plans with them and you end up backing out all the time at the last minute or just not showing up. Um, so I, I isolate, I hide and I eat. And, um, and that's kind of what it was like. Um, you know, I come by this disease honestly in that I think, um, you know, there are members of my family who share this addiction, but, 
that doesn't really matter because I think I was born this way. I mean, my earliest memories are of sneaking food. So I came in finally to the meeting uh, at 15 years old, but I did not finally put down the food and I, I, I never left. You know, I've always come to meetings, but I didn't put down the food and get recovered until 15 years later uh, in June of 2000. And by the grace of God, I have not had to go back to the hell of compulsive overeating uh, in that time, one day at a time. And that's not something I did. It was not something I figured out. It was not something, you know, that using my brain, I thought, oh, you know, I wish I could tell you guys, oh, well, it was this and, and that's what it was missing. I do know a couple of things. I, it, it was all God. It was all grace. I do know a few things, though. It is a gift, but I have to be present to win. And in order to be present to, to get that gift from God, I have to put myself in a position that I can receive that gift. And the way I do that is by following the steps of the big book. You know, I was, by the grace of God, uh, exposed to somebody who said, oh, you know, you're not relating to all these people in the big book, you know, these guys, stockbrokers. I mean, I didn't even know what I think Bill talked about, like sureties or something. And I didn't even know what that was. And I thought, what do these guys have in common with me? And where is, is step six and where is step seven? Because it's not nicely laid out in chapters and, and, and but I was lucky enough to have somebody who said, oh, it's here. And here, let me break it down for you. So if you are still struggling to relate to the big book or to find, you know, where does this start and that end? Call me, call, you know, somebody who has shared their number for outreach, because not only would I be happy to talk to you about it, maybe not tomorrow because I'm driving to another state, but um, <laughs> but um, but soon I promise. If you call, I'll call you back because there are people out there, and not just because I love doing that, but also because you'll be helping me and you'll be helping people. Um, because I, it's not just like a nice thing to do. I have to. I have to for my own recovery, and it's a way that I um, give back what I've so generously been given. So. I want to talk about um, step 10 and how that relates to my story and and how oh and also to give you an idea um, I am you know I'm happy to talk with you about my food if you want to give me a call but it, it's not really about the food I did um, I am down from my top weight and have maintained a healthy body weight in you know that 21 or 22 years or almost 22, I guess now. Um, but uh, but it's, it's about so much more than the physical recovery. But when you're hate your body and you hate yourself, you know, that's no small thing. And also for, for health reasons. So that's no small thing. Okay. Um, step 10. So unfortunately, I don't have my paper big book. So I can't share with you exact page numbers because the Kindle version that I'm referring to on screen doesn't have the same page numbers as in 
the paper book. So sorry about that. But the first paragraph of step 10 on whatever page says, this thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. So in this first, something I noticed about this first paragraph of step 10 is it repeats the word continue four times. Continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes. So that is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime, continue to watch. So, you know, Bill, I think was a pretty good writer. Um, so either he had misplaced his thesaurus or he really, really wanted the reader to pay attention to continue. This step, you know, continuing to take personal inventory is about how, you know, how our spiritual condition is maintained because every day I wake up unrecovered. And I'm only given, I, I am basically a fear-centered person. I'm afraid of everything. You know, I think about the future. I am afraid, you know, I'm afraid tomorrow, or, you know, what if my car didn't, you know, breaks down or whatever. I'm afraid. And I have to trust that God doesn't give me what I need for tomorrow until tomorrow. God gives me my portion. Like worrying is not something I can get out of the way, like Christmas shopping. I can't do it in advance and thus fend off what's going to happen tomorrow. So, but how do I make sure that tomorrow I get the strength that I need for tomorrow? It's by continuing on a daily basis. And step 10 is just repeating steps four through nine over and over 10 minutes. Okay. Over and over and over again. So by the way, if you're not at step 10, if say you're on step four or step five or six, eight, six, seven, eight, or nine, and you feel like, damn, what if I, I don't do this rider? Or what if I leave something off? You know, good news. You get a do-over like every day for the rest of your life or for the rest of my life, if I'm lucky, um, that I have to, you know, when these character defects are removed in, I think it's the AA 12 and 12, it says, you know, at no point does God render us as uh, clean as snow or as pure as snow. Um, when it talks about spiritual progress rather, rather than spiritual perfection, I'm going to take back these character defects time after time after time because I'm human. Because even though I want to be rid of them, they are, you know, they're, they're part of my DNA, like the, like the compulsion to overeat was. But the good news is, is God is stronger. Um, and if I do these steps, I then can key into that strength. Um, back in the book, it talks about um, that it is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. Yeah, it is 
you know how when it talks about um, remember that we deal with alcohol or food, cunning, baffling, and, and powerful. It's also subtle. But the good news is, is that my higher power is more cunning, more baffling, and way, way more powerful. Um, and I want to have like all the access to that power that I possibly can. Um, you know, the only thing that can kick, you know, that cunning, baffling, powerful, and subtle foe is, is God, because he's, you know, and I use just P because it's, it flows off my tongue easier, that he, you know, he's, he's sort of down for whatever sort of battle that I need him to be. But I just have to reach out and I have to do these things and open myself up. And not only that, it talks about back on whatever page. Um, uh, every day here, we've got more continue, continue, continue. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition every day, daily, every day. Um, these are thoughts which must go with us constantly. Ah, oh, he changed it up. Okay, constantly, not continue. Constantly, we can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. You know, we may hear in these meetings, you know, willpower has no effect against this disease. And that's absolutely 100% true. Willpower does not do squat. I'm being recorded, so I'm gonna be nice will not do squat against this disease, but um, probably all of us have a lot of willpower. I mean, it took a lot of will to, at least for me, to go to the lengths that I was gonna go to, to get my food. I was crazy um, and that took a lot of will. And the good news is, is we can use that willpower to do the footwork to, you know, I don't want to sit and write a 10 step and, uh, you know, I have stuff to do. I've got work calls to return or whatever. But for me, it's like, Rachel, just sit down and, and, and it takes like less than, you know, 10 minutes usually. I just basically, for me, I use the format that's in the big book for steps um, four and five. And then I happen to be on something called a, a 10 step train where I'm matched up with a, a partner. And if you're curious about that, then um, again, you know, text me and I'll, I'll give you the info. Um, and and it, it's, you know, it doesn't really take that much time. Yeah, it takes time, it takes effort. And that effort is the proper use of the will. And let me tell you, even aside from my um, daily written 10 steps. There are times when I have to do the spot check inventory throughout the day. I have what I like to call a high, five minutes. Okay, five thanks minutes. Lita. Um, uh, I have what I like to call a high spiritual metabolism. You know, I, I burn up that, that spiritual reprieve really quickly. Um, and so I need to check in with God and look at Oh, you know, okay, I'm feeling resentful. The problem is with me, not with, you know, whoever it is. The problem is with me. Whenever I am disturbed, it says in the A12 and 12, the problem is with me. So I have to look at that. Okay, I'm in fear. You know, fear ought to be classed with stealing, says the big book. 
so God, you know, what am I afraid of? Um, how can I turn it over? You know, just that mini um, four through nine. And if it seems like that's a lot, it is at first, but practice makes better, <laughs> you know, practice makes progress. That's, that's the expression, practice makes progress. And so the more we do this, just like anything else, just like, you know, probably I, I happen to weigh and measure the first time, you know, chopping all those vegetables and doing whatever, it was a colossal pain in the butt. But now it's like I can do it and, you know, talk on the phone or do whatever. And it becomes that that process of repeating steps four through nine over and over and over again becomes more automatic. Um, I promise you. Um, just like going out and finding my binge foods and knowing, okay, which drive throughs are open at which point or whatever, that was pretty automatic as well. And so, um, yeah, if it seems overwhelming, you know, like I say, find somebody who can break it down for you. Um, and the good part of this is, is whoops. I lost you guys, and there we go. Uh, I'm trying to find the book again. Okay, so um, it talks about the promises, the 10-step promises, and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol, even food. For this, by this time, sanity will have returned. We are seldom interested in liquor and food, if tempted, we recoil from it as, as if from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally. I mean, uh, that is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. That, to me, those promises, like, I want that. You know, yeah, selfish, I, I want all that. And, and that's what I get. That's what I get if I do this 10 step, you know, continuing, continually, daily, whatever. Um, that's what I get. And that's totally worth it. That is totally worth it to me. Um, and so anyway, I think I'm going to wrap up because I probably just have a few minutes and I want to hear what you guys have to say. And thank you so much for having me on this meeting tonight. The timing was perfect and I will pass. Thank you, Rachel Kay. So, so happy to have you tonight. Thank you for that beautiful talk. Um, we will now open the meeting for questions or three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Um, Alita, would you please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Who would like to share? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna kick us off tonight. Amy B, compulsive overeater, living in a recovered state today. Thank you so much to everybody doing service tonight, especially Rachel Kay. Thank you so much for sharing your experience, strength, and hope on step 10. I'm going to ask a question. Um, 
for the newcomers in the meeting or for people who may have been in the rooms, but not in the big book for whom like the vocabulary of steps four through nine or any of that. Why, why, what do you get out of step tens? Why do we do step tens? I know that when I first heard the step 10 promises, I was like, I don't know how to get that, but I want those. Can you just put in very sort of like straightforward, simple terms, like what step 10 does for you as someone who came into the rooms of OA? And thank you again so much for your service. Thanks, Amy. That's an awesome question. Um, yeah, so step four and five is basically looking at why I ate, you know, why I ate the, whether you call them um, character defects or my maladjustments to life, because the reason why I ate is I had all these feelings and problems that I had no, no solution for, like none. And so in steps four and five in the inventory, we look at those things and the causes and conditions. And then step six and seven is all about, you know, not like, okay, Rachel, quit being so selfish or quit being so, you know, dishonest. It's about how do I get my higher power to take those away? And then in steps eight and nine, it's about clearing up the the wreckage of what I've done, you know, making amends, changing my behavior um, for stuff that I've done in the past. So that's first going through four through nine. And then step 10 is because first of all, those maladjustments are gonna come back because I'm human and I'm gonna take back those maladjustments and I'm probably gonna do some stuff that I need to end up making amends for. Steps four through nine is looking at that process again every day so I can continue. It's like, it's like I can't just floss once and then no more plaque between my teeth or whatever. I have to do that. You know, you go to the dentist, you come out and your teeth are all nice and clean, but then I have to brush and floss and then go back um, or else stuff starts to build up again. So that's my answer. Next question. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rachel. We're going to go to Nancy P now. Let's hear from Boston. Go for it, Nancy. I have to put my fat black quizzy cat down. Um, thank you so much for your share. It was awesome. Um, I don't have a question. I have a comment. And what I love about the 10th step, um, I don't do formal 10th steps. I consider them, unless the only time I do it is like it says, um, we discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. So the only time I might call somebody about a thing that's going on in my life is if I don't know how to, you know, if I don't know the mechanical way to deal with it, should I call, should I text, should I go see the person? Should I write a check? Whatever I, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever kind of harm I may have done. If I'm unaware, I may have done something. What do you think I should do? That's the only time I ever discuss like my digressions. Um, because to me, most of the 10th step doesn't involve talking, right? Um, 
you know, this thought, the promises of step nine, bring us to step 10, no talking. We continue to take personal inventory and continue to say right any new mistakes as we go along, no talking. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past, no talking. We've entered the world of the spirit, no talking. You know, our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. That's like the most important thing. And luckily for me, no talking there. They say, this is not an overnight matter because I'm inclined to think that it is an overnight matter. As a compulsive overreader of the hopeless variety, I want to start at the end. You know, I want to start at the end and like backfill all that other inconvenient stuff because I want to be, you know, like, you know, perfect. And, you know, I don't have like long hair, but like I'm trying to print my hair as a metaphor here. Like I want to be perfect and I'm not, you know, and it should continue for my lifetime. Another huge comfort to me, but still no talking, you know, continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment and fear, no talking. And then, you know, when these crop up, I say my prayer and my prayer is, I don't like this. I don't want things to be this way. That's my only prayer that I say mostly. And then the most important part of step 10 is the next sentence after the, the harmed anyone one, which is that we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Resolutely means with focus and determination. And, um, you know, I got to say that I never, ever thought I too have been in this program for decades and decades and decades. Um, and I never, ever thought that I'd be able to say that I haven't hurt myself with food in close to four and a half years. I'm stretching that. It's really four years, four months, and seven days, but you know, I'm rounding. So, um, you know, I never, ever, ever thought ever in my life, in my wildest dreams, if I could write a screenplay and have all the resources of Disney at my disposal, I couldn't have made a movie that would illustrate the size of my life today when I thought it would be so small, it's so big. I'll pass with that. Thank you so much, my dear friend. Leslie <laughs> Kay, you're up. Thank you. Rachel, wow, what a great share. Thank you so much. Um, I wanted to talk, I wanted to ask you about um, different step, different ways of, of doing the inventory because I've done a very um, abbreviated 10th uh, step for many years and it really works for me. And then I hear people who do rigorous like, you know, forms, I've, I did that form uh, when I first got um, abstinent again this time. But I just like to ask um, if you feel like, a, you know, the form you use is the only form that, that really we should be passing on to newcomers, um, or do you feel like there are a variety of things that we can do. Mine focuses on fear and resentment, six, seven, and 11. That's, that's, the, that's the format that I use. So could you talk about that? Thank you. And I adore you and drive safely tomorrow. And I mm -hmm. wish you were taking calls because it would be, it would make your time go so much faster. Mm -hmm. I would call you. Hi, thank you, Leslie. And and actually, you know what? I take that back. Um, go ahead and call me. I may not be able to to call you because I can't walk and chew gum, but absolutely. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, please call me tomorrow. <laughs> so, um, but to get to your question, um, I don't think there's any right way or a wrong way. I think whatever way works for you. Um, I happen to use um, 
uh, a, a fourth step inventory sort of format that's got like four columns, um, sort of the way it is in the big book. Although when I was first exposed to the big book and my sponsor said, what about your fourth column? I was like, look, there's three columns. What are you talking about? So, you know, that was before somebody said, oh, it's not shown there. That's what I do. But quite honestly, I mean, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I completely half-ass it. There's also um, apps that you can get for your phone with me. I find if I handwrite it, there's something about handwriting rather than typing or texting that I get in touch with stuff better. But some people aren't like that. Some people honestly, you know, can type it or text it um, and it works better for them or they can use a different format. So I feel like whatever works for you and also try different things. You know, if some way sounds cool to you, you know, and check it out with your sponsor and say, hey, I'd like to try this um, and, and see See how it feels. There's a lot of different formats out there. So yeah, go go wild, explore, mix it up. <laughs> thank you, Rachel. And thank you, Leslie, for the question. Um, Lauren, you're up next. Go for it. Hi, everyone. I'm Lauren, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, thank you, Rachel, so much for your share. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, I am a newcomer to OA, and it was apparent to me uh, in your share that you have a really good uh, relationship with your higher power, and you rely on your higher power a lot. And I was just wondering um, how you kind of have, or if you had any recommendations for a newcomer on how to strengthen that relationship or build a relationship with your higher power. Um, because for me, sometimes I forget, like I'll have one or two days that are really strong, and then all of a sudden it like slips my mind and go a week without any sort of practice. So just wondering, thanks. Thanks, Lauren, and I love your dog. Um, so yeah, I found that it's just like any other relationship that in order to get quality time, I do have to give quantity time. And that means, um, you know, that's one of those areas where the proper use of the will, um, I heard I, I, a grand sponsee, I guess my sponsee sponsee said something like I should be checking in with my higher power as often as I check my phone. So if it takes like a reminder, okay, you know, check in with my higher power, even if, you know, I don't feel it. Um, I'm feel very fortunate and blessed in that I did have a pretty like profound spiritual awakening, but I would say probably the majority of people, it's like the educational variety. And one thing in order to get to that place of that, that connection with a higher power, one thing I had to do was quit, quit worrying about it, like quit trying to analyze it. Am I feeling close? Do I really feel it? And just I just had to, at some point, and, and then the feeling came, but I was like, okay, this is good enough. Like, cause I can get into my head. Like, am I really feeling it? Or is this just superficial? Or I can get into my head. Like, have I come to believe that a power greater myself could restore me to sanity? Yes. Okay. You know, good enough for government work. So, you know, I just, I was like, okay, fine, let's go. 
um, because it, it will develop. It will develop. So anyway, I hope that helps. And welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Um, Thank you. Now, Thank you. Stop. Sorry, Amy. <laughs> uh, we'll now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares.